Hello, Canada, and welcome to another Canadian Common Sense Rant. This is Canadian Common Sense with Louis and Tony. Hello, Canada. It's Tony here. Today's date is May 1st, 2020. Now, I don't usually like to do any teasers about what's coming up on our show, because as any listeners who have been with us for a while know, our show is not scripted. We are live to tape and published right after recording. And the reason we don't script our show is that for Lewis and I, it's just better if we sort of feed off of each other's ideas as the show goes on. So we have our topics and away we go. That said, I strongly encourage all of you across Canada to tune in to Monday night's episode because there was some breaking news released today that has got both Lewis and myself fired up and you can pardon the pun on that one, and you'll get that on Monday, because he and I are going to unload, pardon the pun again, you'll get that on Monday, we are going to unload all over this topic on Monday, and you are not going to want to miss what we have to say on Monday. I'll just leave it there, and thank you for listening to this rant today. Today's rant actually was meant to be yesterday, but I got a little busy and, you know, here I am today. Now, anybody who has even tuned into social media, let alone the news in the last few weeks has heard about the mass shooting in Nova Scotia, the largest mass shooting or mass fatalities from a shooting in Canadian history. It's awful. And I still feel terrible for the people in, in, uh, Pitapic, Nova Scotia. And no, it wasn't just in that community. It was, it was in surrounding areas as well. And I mean, I can't even imagine what those families are going through. You did hear me rant about those families not being allowed to have a kind of public memorial so they could grieve and try to get some closure together as a community. And I lambasted the prime minister for that. And I still think that was terribly gutless move of the prime minister to it just it just shows his arrogance that much more and his arrogance shows over and over again but rather than get sidetracked talking about our supreme leader i want to talk about the royal canadian mounted police the rcmp now i apologize to people who live in ontario or quebec or any of canada's major cities the larger centers that have their own police services so the people who might not be familiar with dealing with the RCMP but uh, folks like me who live on the prairies and people in British Columbia outside of the lower mainland people in the Maritimes the north they all are very familiar with the RCMP so we kind of get how they operate but for those of you who aren't really familiar with the RCMP and their modus operandi, you might be getting a little frustrated that they're not really saying very much about their investigation. And I want to be completely honest with you. 
they are saying much more about this particular case than they usually say about anything. Typically, for whatever reason, they will put a, a, an RCMP spokesperson up in front of the media who will just say over and over again, we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of an investigation. Every question they get asked, we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of an investigation. Um, Constable, did you put on socks this morning? We can neither confirm nor deny the existence of socks. And it's, uh, my apologies, I forgot to turn off my ringer. Huh. Here I thought I had. Sorry about that. Anyway, the RCMP are never very forthcoming when it comes to giving any information out. And one piece of information they did give out, and I guess they had to, was in discussion about a, an emergency alert going out over text. And to me, that's a no-brainer that you send one out. However, it was revealed that the police, after 14 hours, 13 hours, had still not formulated a message to send out over emergency alert. And they even admitted that they had said they were still formulating a message to, to send out. And then, and again, another surprise move, although I guess they were they defended their use of, of Twitter to send the message out and said they were satisfied with, uh, with their use of Twitter. And I thought, you're sending alerts out over Twitter? Um, I'm thinking that not everybody is on Twitter. And sidebar, I don't blame them because Twitter is awful. I mean, if you want to go get attacked for saying good morning and called all sorts of names, go on Twitter. Uh, Twitter's nasty. So I can understand why a lot of people aren't on Twitter. And then I'm asking myself, why would Canada's National Police Service use Twitter to send out public alerts? That... That makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. But of course, they're not really saying much about it. And I'm surprised again that it, information has actually got out that the shooter obtained all but one of the, the, the weapons used in these mass shootings illegally from the United States and one illegally from Canada. Because again, usually they would neither confirm nor deny the, the existence of the weapons used. And so for those of you who, like I say, live in Ontario or Quebec or the major cities, consider that a victory because there was a, a bus tragedy a couple of years ago here in Saskatchewan and the police really said absolutely nothing and it took them over a year to complete their investigation. So don't get your hopes up for a quick and speedy end to this this process and what i will say is there's been a lot of i don't want to say mishandling of this investigation by the rcmp because i don't know that and because they don't tell us anything how can we know that and see that's one of the big differences between here in the united states i mean if this had happened in the united states pick your state if this had happened in kansas you would have a police chief from the area that it happened or the county sheriff or somebody in front of a microphone that evening to and telling you all about it, who the person was, what the method of, of destruction was, and you would know everything. If you deal with the RCMP, you know nothing, and then by the time it's already kind of 
beyond public memory, then suddenly we get reminded, oh, by the way, this thing that happened a year or so ago, here's an update. And there's a lot wrong with that. And there's been calls for a public inquiry into the police's handling of this situation. And I would say that that's warranted. This whole killing spree took place over 14 hours, included shootings, included arson. The first victim was a, was an RCMP officer. And, um, and Heidi Stevenson was her name, by the way. God bless you and thank you for your service and rest in peace. With the first casualty, the police should have been all over this. But as it turns out, and again, I'm surprised we got to hear this, it sounds like the shooter actually had started the shooting spree, the arson spree, shut shut down at about 11 o'clock at night. It seems like probably went home, went to bed, got up the next morning and carried on. I don't understand how in what is a relatively small geographical area this is allowed to happen. And I don't know how the RCMP weren't on a full-scale manhunt, especially when this person was dressed as a Mountie, had an RCMP-like cruiser, although he did ditch it in for, for civilian transport. But still, there's a lot of unanswered questions in this this whole case that I really think need to have some light shed on them. Now, normally I'm a big fan of the police, and I still am. I mean, I'm a big fan of law enforcement, all of our first responders, our military, you name it. But there are times when they need to be called to the carpet. And this is one of those times. Now, a public inquiry needs to, you know, um, just so in case anybody is unfamiliar with the term, a public inquiry is exactly that. I mean, it's just a way to make information public about what exactly went on. And honestly, I think this is a situation where a public inquiry not only would help, but it is absolutely necessary to get to the bottom of what happened. Now, there's all sorts of things wrong with this whole situation, obviously, but if the citizens of Nova Scotia were unable to get closure because this our Supreme Leader, Justin Trudeau, refused to let them have a, a public vigil because, because, because of COVID-19, then at the very least, we owe the people of Nova Scotia a public inquiry so we can at least get to the bottom of the entire police investigation, what went wrong, what went right, and see if we can at least some way find some closure. This is Canadian Common Sense with Lewis and Tony.